Hello and welcome back, Drinking with the Jackets fans. You know who it is. It is the one, the only, Waze T. Randolph and the Memphis Magi. Tasty, what's going on? Good afternoon. Good evening, folks. Good to be back here on Drinking with the Jackets with JP. It's been too long. A lot oh. of stuff has happened in Jacket Nation. And we apologize for the delay, folks. We are working to get you more content faster. Uh, it's just been big, crazy times. But there's a lot to talk about, so I'm excited for the show tonight. Heck yeah, man. Speaking of excitement, let's pop a top. Oh, yeah. I see that you're drinking a fine, oh, resealable Michelob Ultra, the standard for Wasty Randolph. And of course, me being standard, I grabbed something out of my fridge randomly, and it happened to be Crosstown Concourse Brewery from Memphis, Tennessee, Traffic IPA. Yep, JP stays repping the Memphis beers. I'm more of a domestic guy myself. Yeah, that's a broad spectrum of America right there. Anyway, we're really excited to come back to y'all and give you guys the 404 update. Because guess what? We already know that the 404, a.k.a. Jeff Collins' ass is on the grass. He's out of here. We've got updates because in the interim, we've got two new things. Number one, a new AD. Number two, an interim coach. So let's dive into the important guy. Uh, some little guy named Batman Chase? The Batman. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> Yes, this is not Bruce Wayne. This is Jay Bat. And um, he comes to the flats from Alabama as was Alabama's number two guy. And everybody's got rave reviews about him. I mean, I'm not going to like I know anything about the AD circuit in the NCAA. But um, by all accounts, this guy is like, Super good hire. He's young. Um, he's raised a ton of money at Alabama, which I feel like it's not super hard to do at Alabama, but I think the more impressive thing is he was able to raise a lot of money at ECU, which was big because that's going to be more like what we're going to be seeing at Georgia Tech. Um, and he went to school at UNC, which we, we'll get into UNC later, but UNC is an ACC school, so he knows the landscape. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a good hire, and I'm excited to see what what the Batman's going to do. Um, I think more importantly... Yeah. I mean... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, number one, he comes from a winning pedigree from Alabama, but number two, he knows how to pick a winner, if you know what I mean. Hubba hubba, his wife, am I right? <laughs> anyway... Uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but like you said, he was a keeper, goalkeeper for those that play uh, the footy or f football uh, worldwide um, at UNC. So like you said, he does know the ACC landscape a bit. And Cabrera about blew his load when he you know announced it because he was like, uh, maybe we'll have soccer at Georgia Tech. Yeah, but, he, you know, Title Nine. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing that that I kind of took away from all this was like Cabrera, President Cabrera is like, seems to be making a pretty solid commitment to athletics. 
um you know he um, everybody was giving him emails and complaints like this is not working out people aren't showing up to games not supporting and with this new initiative that they're setting in place where like they're they're matching all this money like Georgia Tech is actually matching money for people to donate i mean that's big that's never happened before so i think i think Georgia Tech fans are excited about that yeah that's an actual fund um for those folks that are not aware i'm looking for my email right now uh, <clears throat> you can actually give to the fund as chase men- mentioned we'll match uh, this is big NIL type of stuff. This is how we get, um, you know, four-star athletes. Uh, speaking of which, we just picked up a four-star quarterback uh, commit for uh, 2023. That's pretty big. Uh, but that's the type of money um, that's going to draw in some of these guys, these 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 cats, as they would say. 2024, by the way. Oh, yeah, I don't know what year it is. It's, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um well I was also gonna mention one thing about Cabrera too. Everyone knows he's a he's a tech guy. Um and so that's coming kind of the some of the understanding, some of the excitement he has for GT athletics. Um we had Jeffy who was self proclaimed a tech guy, even though he went to Western Carolina and just grew up outside in Conyers or whatever. But we've had an coach who is a tech man himself. That is interim coach Brentus Keyus Maximus, a.k.a. Brent Key. And since our last update, we've had a few games with him as our interim coach. And Chase, there's been a little ups, there's been a little downs. But for the most part, I would say the boys have been playing with a lot more cojones, as the Spanish would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's been a roller coaster, but... You know, there's been so many variables that have been thrown at the team. I mean, obviously, their head coach gets fired week four. And then, I think the last time we spoke, we had just come off a nice win against um, Pitt and Duke. And, yeah. I mean, we were fired up. And Oh, I had a rager. I had I a mean, raging... <laughs> I had a raging tummy sword, okay? <laughs> as did I. And then the expectations were super high, as they you know as they should have been, and you know we had our game against UVA, uh, which everybody expected to be a W, and unfortunately we came out super flat. Uh, Jeff Sims got hurt. Well, he came into the game hurt, and then hurt his ankle worse. Had to leave the game, and that was the first time we saw our our good buddy, Zach Gibson. Sack. Oh, sack. Oh, man. Yeah. That was rough, man. He came in, what was it, end of the second quarter, right? So he let us down to um, for a field goal drive. We're within seven points. Dude popped off. Like he was, he was yoked. He was yammered. He had just drove down the length of the field. And then he went on a spree, a spree of getting around and throwing no completions for about 11 attempts. It was stupendous. It was Zach, if you listen to this, I apologize. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the rise of Zach Gibson, but at this point, he's still Zach Gibson. But yeah, Zach Gibson. It, it, was, it was some of the worst football I've ever seen in my life. 
like on both sides of the ball, like we were not moving the chains. UVA was dropping passes left and right, penalties. It was just, it, it was really bad. And then ultimately, somebody had to win, and that night it was UVA. So that was, <laughs> and then let's not forget the final play of the game. Oh, God. The man ran out of bounds on fourth down. This is the worst play in the history of Georgia Tech football since Reggie Ball threw it away on fourth down against UGA, which will go down in infamy. Zach Gibson did this. And Zach, we apologize again. Your name will be changed halfway through the pod, but it it was abysmal. And, and, And in the presser, he just goes, yeah, I mean, he basically just said he gave up, which is like the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it was completely defeated, and it, it left a bad taste in Tech fans' mouth. Even even if even if you're gonna throw an interception or throw it to the middle of the field, you gotta at least try to throw it as far as you can. I mean, listen, I can't I can't throw it more than thirty five yards. I still would have heaved that thing up in the air. Yeah, but- prayed to God that EJ Jenkins, who's like seven eleven, like maybe that. Mofo can catch the ball and somehow rumble to the end zone, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe you get a pass interference. Who knows? I mean, a lot of things yeah. can happen. It's it's worth trying. But anyway, he didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that dropped, that dropped on our faces. The, the jackets tripped on that. Next thing we know, we're looking again dismal. We're going in to the next game, which is at FSU in Tallinnasty. A return trip for our QB coach, Chris Winker. Okay, Chris Winky. Um, and Chase, you know the whole story. Uh, Jeff Sims had come back or come in um, as a FSU commit. First game against FSU in Tallinnasty. Won a shocker against the criminals. But little Hefe, it's kind of you know, leaning on his old tendencies of his uh, old head coach and kind of wimped out on this one. Can't play. His ankles hurt. So we start Sack Gibson again. The man lasts like one series because he's think, yeah, just I sacking it, was, it up. I think it was two possessions. It was – It was. that was a very painful game. I watched – I think I came back from golf, watched it, and thought, man, I should have played 36 holes. This is terrible. But there was one shining light, Chase. What was that shining light? Yeah, so after Zach's first two possessions of not moving the chains, we finally started true freshman Zach Pyron, a.k.a. Red Rider BB Gun. <laughs> and he did, I mean, you know, he's, he's 18 years old. I, at least I think he's 18 years old. True freshman. Um. Goes out there on the road, Tallahassee, which wasn't a super crazy environment, but uh, he went out there, showed some signs of of good play. Yeah, uh, I think he ended up getting two touchdowns for us. Um, we were we were obviously overmatched, and as we know now, Florida State's actually a pretty good football team. At the time, we didn't know they were kind of going through their ups and downs, um, but they're currently in the top twenty-five. So. They just saved Mike Norvell's career. Yeah, tough, tough game for to start your first game for sure, or to get your first action. Uh, but he showed signs, and you know, 
moving into the next game, it was it was enough for Coach Key to give him the start, which was which was big. Yeah, next game was a big one. Uh, if you guys don't know, and we've talked about this, we, we're going to the pod system next year, and so gone are the days of old coastal rivals, including against Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, VPI, Virginia Polytechnical Institute. So this would be the last time before. And I don't know about you. I've got great memories of beating VT. I hate VT. They kind of like their their mascot doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They're the my, Keystone. I don't know what the hell they are. My sister went there, so, you know, it's a, it's a family rivalry thing. I just yeah, we've we've had good battles and it's a shame that we don't aren't going to play them again on an annual basis. Seems like yeah. we've had their number recently, which is nice. They've been oh. they've been struggling. Yeah. And going in, we had a three-game win streak in Lane Stadium. Right. And this would tie, I think, like Miami from like the 80s in like the longest win streak in Lane Stadium. So this is big. Zach Pyron, Pyron Mania or yeah, that's what uh What's that? Uh, Le- Def Leppard, baby. Pyron Mania came in with his first start. And let's just say, he was a great He threw one pick. I do remember. That was the only big mistake. But the man played with some swagger. Running the ball. Yucking it. Him and Malachi. Not Malachi. Um, who's our slot receiver? Um, Malik. Rather than Mal- Mal- was oh, Malik. Uh, Nate McCollum. Nate McCollum. Nate McCollum, dude. He found... Man's catching a hundred yards a game and Todd just slinging it. He goes, Nate, where's my guy? Across the middle. Um, a great game. I think we had a, a pretty good rushing attack all overall. It's a good bounce back win. Yeah, it, that was like the you know this was a total roller coaster of Brent Key. We start off with two incredible wins against ranked Pitt on the road and then Duke homecoming. Then we kind of get a little reality check with UVA and Florida State. We're kind of like questioning what, you know, if, is Key the guy? And then Virginia Tech, it's just, at that point, you're, I'm totally unassuming, thinking, uh, you know, I'm just like, I went out and played golf that day. I wasn't even watching. I'm, I was being a bad fan. But I started following it in the fourth quarter on my phone. And it was I got, I got hyped. I saw when 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 Pyron had that touchdown to oh, yeah, like and he, he lost his helmet and I was like, that's what I've been waiting to see from a Georgia Tech quarterback for three years, like some passion and some fire. He emerged from the turf like a ginger phoenix <laughs> rising from the ash of Jeff's asshole. It was incredible. And and, and the defense was so they were just playing with such energy, and they were, they were as Jeffy liked to say, chaos creators. <laughs> I am the mayhem, the minister of mayhem. <laughs> what a tool. What a anyway, what a loser. That bum's never coaching again. Uh, anyway. Well, speaking of used cars, uh, um, my, they drive, uh, oh, yeah, we need another beer, y'all. Actually, uh, way past that time. So why don't you do this? You're gonna crack another one, and then uh, why don't you half of that, at least in the first five seconds. Another one.
Oh yeah, that's a good one. Another one. That's a good one. Another one. Yeah, uh, used cars. Um, you know, we're thinking Miami fans. They've gone through all the used cars. Uh, coaches themselves when they finally landed on Mario Crystal Balls, uh, and uh, that was the next game. And I'm, if you're looking, you're counting. We're here. We are uh, sitting with four wins to get to a bowl. You start holding out your fingers. Three more games left. I have Miami. I have UNC, who's ranked with a Heisman Trophy contender. And then I got the Fugly Dogs. And I hate to say it, the Black Shear Mafia ran UGA Dogs, you know, Hudson, Stetson, Mason, the fourth. Uh, we ain't going to – odds aren't good you're going to get that one. Odds NC game. So we already have VT. I'm like, or you know, we get to take one of those games, but then we need this Miami win, right, Chase? Like to, to get yeah. to that bowl eligibility. We need this Miami game. And most indicatively of what I would say almost looked like a Jeffy led team, we imploded against my Miami. Yep. And you you and I were both there in person for this one. And uh, start chugging this more. It was, it was, oh man, it was, it was a roller coaster just like the season. And Tyron got the start again. And, you know, he looked decent. I uh, didn't do anything too, too crazy, but it, I mean, he did enough for us to succeed, I thought. We stayed then, in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it was either end of the third quarter or early fourth is when he broke his collarbone. It was right before the. Right going to half, I think, or possession or something like that. So third quarter, we started with. Okay. And then, yeah. Sack. And we had to put, so, no, no, let's, let's, before we put in sack. Okay. So at that point, I'm thinking it was announced before the game, if it was an emergency situation that Jeff Sims was going to go in the game. He's been practicing, yeah. he's been practicing all week. And then, so Pyron goes out and I see, Sims throwing on the sideline, but he doesn't have his helmet on. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Sure enough, he doesn't go in the game. It's like, dude, I don't, I don't know oh. what happened. We, we, we physically saw Sack Gibson warming up on the sidelines, and we all groaned. Yeah. The big thing is, if, like you said, like if you practice and you say that you're an emergency availability, like, what's more emergency than trying to get? Us back to a bowl game since 2018. This is a, this is a damn emergency. All right. Yeah. Uh, Zach Pyron just broke, broke his damn clavicle. Okay. Like we need some help here, Jeffy. And you, you've had some good wins and had some bad losses, but you know you're the four star kid. Uh, Jeffy Collins put it in you because you were you've got all this talent. Like if you watch some of your amazing games, you, you got it. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on between your ears because you're a nutcase, but he doesn't go in, and we get stuck with Sack Gibson, and it turns into a bloodbath in the second half. Yeah, he threw an interception first first drive. Oh but, yeah, he chucked it. It was like it was across the you know he was on one side of the hash, threw it across the field, and you just see it floating in midair, and you're like, oh that's not good. No, <laughs> that was so bad. I think that was 
in my opinion, that was Coach Key's biggest um, mistake. I, I don't. I mean, the doctors cleared him to play, so you know we don't know all the details, but right, it's it the way it was handled to me was just not good. It, if he was gonna, if Sims was gonna say in that situation, no, I'm not ready to go in, then just don't even dress. Yeah, don't even don't even give us the glimpse of hope that you're gonna go out there and play. If you're if 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 the quarterback is gonna get hurt, and you're not gonna play. Just don't even dress. Yeah, you're you're giving folks false hope. Yeah, it just makes everybody question your toughness when in reality, no one will question your toughness if you just from the get go said, I can't play. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but so we get blown out. It was what 35 14 by the end of it. it. It was just mop up duty. We're yucking picks left and right. We're, we're getting doing what Zach does best, which was at this point, again, apologize, Zach, if you somehow listen to this shit. <laughs> You're still sack at this point. Uh, Sack's doing what he does. He's just he's having a tough go at it, man. And in his defense, you know, he's kind of a he's a pocket passer type quarterback. He's not maybe the same skill set as on uh, our Sims. So it's not the tail offense isn't as tailored towards him, you know, in some defense. But it, it's ugly. And uh, we come out of that loss. Maybe dejected. I, I was dejected. The season's over at this point, you know. Yeah. You're, you're four yeah. and six. Uh, we're going into the rest of the seasons. You're counting. You're like, uh, you know, we, we're going to play against a number 13 ranked UNC team. And to make not matters worse, but more interesting, uh, Coach Key announces that uh, Jeff's going to heal up by himself away from the team. Yeah. Which ostensibly says, your ass is out, kid. Yeah. Thanks for he, screwing us. He's he's done. Thank yeah. you for your service. Um, you're you're out of here. Yeah. So if you if you don't follow tech, if this is your biggest avenue to tech athletics, breaking news: Jeff Sims is transferring after this season. He's out. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the window's open already, so I don't know what he's waiting for, but he's not going to be around next year. He's making sure his ankles healed up so he doesn't trip on his way out through that window. What a loop. Thinks he can go to the NFL or something. Anyway. He's won. He's won like 10 games in his career. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Chase, give us the lowdown, dude. What happened this weekend? Oh, in my goodness. Keenan Stadium. Yeah, so at this point, I think at this point, I think people, at least I know I. this is how I felt. I was like, you know, Jeff, I mean, Coach Key is he's he's a good guy. It's been a good story, but I think it's time to just kind of cut our losses and and get some new blood in here. Oh, it's feeling the same, dude. And then the UNC game happens on the road, twenty one point underdogs for the second time this year. I I don't know about you, but I was I was down, and we were like we were babysitting my niece down in Charleston and I was not expecting this game to be part of my Saturday. I mean, I was going to watch it in the background every now and then check it out, but I didn't, I didn't expect this to be a game. Yeah. It's similar. Uh, you know, we had a funeral in Texas and I was going to bury the jackets hope for anything uh, with that funeral and uh, start watching it. I'm also babysitting a niece, you know, bouncing her and, and doing whatnot. 
and it, folks, if you didn't watch, um, things didn't start off too good no. with an eighty-yard, eighty-yard ripper right out the gate from back, uh, and we got down seventeen nothing. Yeah, and that's when a Jeffy-led team would not only just give up; they would turn around, grab their ankles, and say, "May I have another?" Drop 49 on my face. That's not what happened. Right. You're exactly right. And not only that, there was a there was a freezing cold take from former UNC player Ryan Switzer. He tweeted out at 5.46 p.m., unlike every Big Ten team today, that's how you come out and make a statement against a lesser opponent. Then <laughs> 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 uh, then the, the next. The next progression is on the tweet, twenty one seventeen final, Georgia Tech, UNC. Um, it, it so, was so, it was incredible. Yeah, and what made it more incredible in my, uh, my correct me, uh, Chase, is that we we understood the limitations, uh, or not limitations. We understood what Sack's strengths was, which is, he's a he's a pocket quarterback, right, and. We evolved. What we did was we rotated. Oh, I'm about to butcher this name. Pamachua. P- P- Tyson Pamachua. Uh, the Clemson transfer. The guy looks like he's like 6'8", at least. 250. Yeah, he's a well, big they, boy. He's a big boy. And they started rotating him. And, you know, Chip Long, I think he's called some real duds of a game. Then he's done okay in spurts. In this game, I know, like, there's a few play calls you scratch your head, but for the most part, he called a great game based off of our strengths. We pounded the rock. Uh, they bring in Zach and rotate Tyson for a few series, and then uh, between the t- the hash the the twenty yard marks, uh, they let Zach kind of rip it, man. And he not gaudy numbers, but he was consistent. And then we get in the red zone, and it was Tyson time. Tyson studies served to you on a cold platter, like Cam Newton's battering ram. He he would do zone read. Would he throw the ball? Uh, I think he threw it like three times with one pick, but it was enough to scare you a little bit, and he would just run the little read option and just pound them in the face. It was great. Yeah, we just – and you could see it in the second half too. We were just wearing them down. And speaking of wearing was... things out, I hope you – Another one. <sighs> yeah. It was It was beautiful, and – we haven't talked enough about a guy we've ridiculed for three years, mm. Andrew Thacker. Oh, yes. We've we've been we've been yelling at Andrew Thacker from Section One Hundred Two for <laughs> three was this four years now. Yeah, and it's, be- it's oh, not I, been his fault. No, no, it hasn't. I would say it's become a tradition, like sideways the dog, like like the steam whistle. Like the rambling wreck itself, it's a tradition to yell <laughs> for three and a half years. But this year's, I will say this: the defense has way outperformed the offense. It's been a beautiful defense, as our ex commander in chief would say. It's been a tremendous, stupendous, lovely defense. Beautiful defense. Keon White, huge guy. Alex Charlie. Yeah, I love him. We've been Miles Brooks been playing out of his mind. Oh yeah, 
I just I just looked it up. We're fifth in the country in turnover differential. Yeah. I'd like to shout out to uh, uh, Clayton Lee Powell was a 5.5 little three-star coming in. True freshman. His daddy is a tech man. We yeah. had an injury early on. Uh, King got injured. And he's played, what, eight games, seven games now as a starter? Uh, shout out, true freshman. You've been balling, bro. Yep, he has. He really has. And that's what we've been waiting to see from these Georgia Tech teams for years now. Jeffy would always say competition's king, but then we'd play the seniors. It's like if a freshman's going to go out there and earn it, let them play. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been refreshing because a lot of times you can see the defensive line development, and it's – I don't – necessarily feel scared every single time we're on defense it's great no uh, yeah i feel good thacker <laughs> hear me out we're gonna get into this uh after the uga outlook and uh we'll get this to our coaching search but if uh let's say it happens to be coach keith that takes the job at the end of pertains coach thacker i'm not upset hot take you heard yeah. it here hot off the presses it's gonna yeah. be on 60 minutes Bill Thacker, how did you turn your career around? <laughs> right after some Ruth Gator Bader Ginsburg, you know, remembers <laughs> some shit like that. Yeah, it's but, not something I would have thought would be coming out of either of our mouths a few yeah. months ago, but I mean, he's coaching, I his ass off, coaching his ass off. Yeah, yeah. I think that's evidence of one thing, and that one thing is El Jefe Collins is the worst Power 5 football coach to ever walk the earth. He was up in Thacker's ass. Good riddance to him. And that kind of ends us. So so we have an upset. And to add more gravity to, to this UNC game as we talk about it, not only do we win 21-17, you're talking about a team that not – realistic shot at the college playoffs, but they're 13th, right? So you're, you've got some shot. They get, they're going to the ACC championship. Not only that, they've got a Heisman trophy as a quarterback, Drake May. And I'll let you right now know right now, all Drake May did was throw interceptions, get sacked five times, and then look back there like, like a dumb lack of sack. He just sat there, and it was great. It was lovely. Yeah, whatever Heisman campaign he had is is gone. Yeah. And, and he poor Josh Downs. He, he have one. <laughs> poor Josh Downs may have lost the Belinda cough after that drop. So yeah. Josh Downs should have come to the flats the first time. Didn't he followed uh he followed I think he had some family connections out there. Ray Bly or something. Yeah. But yeah, he totally handed us the game dropping that touchdown. So thank you, Josh Downs. Yeah. And to you, wine and cheese, munching up there in Chapel Hill, and especially to you, you, Mac Brown. You'll remember this from last year as I yelled this in Mercedes Benz. Horns down, Mac Brown. Horns Good riddance. Down. Good riddance. Love beating you ranked. Makes my day every year. Yeah. Second year in a row. Yeah. So as we sign off this UNC game, screw you, Mac. Screw you. Oh, and that brings us into uh, the UGA outlook. Uh, I will say this. 
coaches have had pressers already a little bit. Uh, practices have happened. And uh, Kirby, while he's dug it at Jeffy for, you know, making this rivalry a mockery since we haven't beaten uh, Jeffy since his inaugural campaign in Athens, he did say that uh, he's been impressed with Coach Key's, uh, I guess, uh, takeover of uh, the debacle of what Jeffy left. So uh, what is what does the outlook look like against the Dwags up there in the cesspool of the South? Yes, obviously probably not great, but I think last year we scored zero points under Jeffy at home with about 95% Georgia fans in the stands. So oh, I was there. It was awful. I think the the line's 35. I, I mean, I just think if we go out there, we just need to show some show some heart. Don't give up. Yeah. Um, that's all we can really ask for. And yeah. I think yeah. like against a struggling Kentucky team last week, the game was 16 and they won 16 to 6. If it's close, I don't expect it to be that close, but if it's close, it, it's a win for us, right? I hate to say it. Yeah, I mean, last year we, the previous week we lost to Notre Dame, fifty-five to zero. Oh god! And then we came back against Georgia and lost forty-five to zero. So uh, it's got to be better than that, I would think. And uh, yeah, like like you said, Kirby had some good things to say about Coach Key. Definitely took some shots at Jeff Collins, like as he should have. Yep. I mean, Kirby Smart basically said that he had to educate his players. That this was a rivalry because they don't even know. <laughs> they they haven't experienced it as a rivalry. They've just experienced it as a bye week before the SEC championship. Yep, the vanity of the ACC is what they viewed us as, and they should. So until we until we can yep. prove, prove otherwise. Yes. So what we will do on Saturday this Saturday is not only will we hope for a. Uh, <clears throat> Us to cover the spread, we're going to pray uh, to your respective uh, higher being. I'll pray to God uh, and uh, hope that maybe there's a miracle. You know, uh, I have watched uh, Miracle the movie against the Russians, and much like the evil communists, UJ looks menacing. But if we think and believe and fight with grit and somehow Zach Gibson and Tyson Pumacha become one quarterback together. Maybe we can win. Yeah, so I'll be actually um, we'll be at the Clemson South Carolina game on Saturday. Uh, my wife's a Clemson grad. Um, so I'll be in Clemson Stadium. If we somehow did manage to win this game in an absolute miracle, I'll be in Pickens County Jail. So <laughs> just bail me out of there, not Greenville County, please. <laughs> and I, if we do win, actually, we sh- this is this is this is high stakes, man. Actually, now we're on the air. <clears throat> to the viewers, if Georgia Tech somehow wins, ooh, I will. What's something ridiculous? I will do the gallon challenge, the first Tech home game of next season by it myself. Depends. Oh, is it the pins? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Can't imagine. You know what? I don't care. Home Depot lot. I will do the gallon challenge by myself. And we will live stream that. Take it to the bank. 
You heard it here first, folks. Gowan Chowan. Yeah. Speaking of hearing it first, we have not heard yet, but the Batman is on a coaching search. So, Chase, I know we've, uh, our insiders, aka we, 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 we read rivals. And, uh, I also check, uh, check the forms and stuff. It's really come down to two candidates it's coach. Brentimus Maximus Key, or Jamie Caldwell from Coastal Carolina. Chad was an intriguing. Oh, Chadwell, my bad. Chadwell, Ch- Chadwell. That's such a douchey name. Anyway, <laughs> Chadwell uh, from Coastal Carolina. Uh, he's kind of been on a, a good development of prog- uh, his program for the last two years. Uh, and speaking of development, we should develop another beer because. It's time for another one. Another one. Yeah, that's good. Actually, don't choose IPAs for this again. Choose domestics. Bold, bold move. Um, yeah, bold move, Cotton. It's not paying off. But so it, it's really come down to those two. I hate to tell the folks at home. Coach Prime apparently is not on our list, really. Um, although rumors are that he's being looked at by USF and where else? Colorado. Colorado. Colorado would probably be a – I don't know. Wherever he goes, he's going to bring a, a, a circus with him. I just can't imagine – like, I guess we're getting off topic, but I can't imagine he's been, like, very staunch on his, you know, trying to grow the H, um, HBCUs. I just can't see him leaving to go to either of those schools. Uh, I mean, if, if he was yeah. going to leave, I, I would think it would be the hot – Auburn or something else. I don't know. I just can't. I, I don't. I don't know what's in it for him to to go there. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's like. yeah. I thought it would be Auburn. A lot of crazy Auburn rumors about Lane, which don't seem to be followed up. Um, substance, but I hope they just get totally screwed. Yeah, I have a feeling they they are because there's not a lot of good coaching candidates outside of. Maybe really the ones that we're looking at, which, you know, Coach Prime out, but uh, Chadwell, uh, he's run kind of, it's not a triple option. It's kind of a, out of the shotgun. There's triple option concepts, but it's, it's a big play type offense. It's really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of tech fans are leery because, they don't want this to be another gimmicky offense that NFL recruits don't want to come to. So I get that. I just, at the end of the day, Jay Bath just got to make a decision about what's best for the future of Georgia Tech football. And so he's, he's got a tough call. Uh, he's got a tough call. Especially if, if Coach Key comes out and shows some fight against Georgia that, I mean, he's got a really tough call. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say the same. If he, if he shows a good fight, good hustle. And, and here's the thing. If, if you guys go on Twitter, um, the kids are behind coach key too. So that's something definitely consider. Like all of our starters have basically tweeted openly that they want coach feet key for head coach. Um, if they come out fight hard and coach keys pretty much already said that he would probably, 
give us a favorable contract, very favorable, since he is a t- and I mean, he wants to be here. Uh, maybe we flush out the rest of the coaching staff with cash. Um, I don't know if we keep <laughs> Coach Long or not. I don't know if we keep I, – I, I don't know. The uh, crew that we've had has helped right the ship. Maybe we bring back Coach Choice uh, to, to supplement, you know, Kenyatta, and, and that becomes something spicy there. Um, but if he fights well, it becomes a tough decision, and we'll find out probably by ACC championship time, right, Chase? Yeah, and some, I mean, some people think that it could even happen before the Georgia game, but I think the decision will be made at least within a week of the Georgia game ending. The yeah. sooner the the sooner the better with National Signing Day coming up shortly after the season ends. Early signing day at least. So Yeah. I think it's already kind of a known thing that this recruiting class is not gonna be stellar. But I think keeping key would at least keep it somewhat intact. Yeah, top fifty. Top fifty is okay. I mean, it's like another Paul class, but if 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 you were to leave, then I think we would. It would be a pretty bad, pretty bad class. But so we'll see what happens. Yep, yep, yep. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, bouncing to the next topic because the next topic is it's round ball season, and for those that don't know, Chase and I were both. Uh, I think we ranked the top top five uh, basketball managers of all time in Georgia Tech history. That's an unofficial poll from the AJC. Ken, Ken Segura himself did that poll. Um, so definitely legitimate. Um, no fake news there. But basketball has tipped off. And, and we started off kind of uh, kind of with a flurry. So for those don't know who don't know, um, maybe a few weeks ago, no, maybe a month ago, we had what two um, two scrimmages, one against Vandy. I can't remember who the other one was against. Tulane, something like that, and uh, they cut off the books. Uh, Tech won both of them, I think. Um, so we season, you know, picked to finish last by the media poll in the ACC. Um, but we started off against the Campbell Camels. Was it Campbell? I think. I don't think it was them. I think it was who we start off with. No, it's Clayton State. That's right. Yep. Started with a C. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, Clay. The Campbells are are etched in my mind because we lost them the F in regionals. Uh, yeah. Baseball. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sorry, Clayton State. Bad team. Uh, kind of struggled against them in the first half and then rode away with like a big win. But uh, the I would say the best. Uh. Probably the best win so far was on the road, technically. <laughs> it was in Atlanta, but down the road in uh, Georgia State, the Panthers, uh, actually a, uh, I wouldn't say perennial, but a, a constant in the uh, tournament atmosphere. Um, Georgia Southern, or no, Georgia, Georgia State, Panthers, had a tough win. Last second shot. Do you have any deets, man? I watched the game with you. Well, not with you, but you know, at the same time as you. Yes, this was the same day as the Miami game. So we didn't see all the game. But we got down early and just kind of hung in there. And Passner wasn't too happy 
be playing this game. Apparently, this was like a a financial deal for us. We would go to Georgia State and somehow get some money for the A um, for for COVID. They so wasn't really happy about playing a second game of the year at Georgia State, but we did it. And historically, we've had some trouble with them. They're a good team, but we we played them tight. And yeah, it came down to the end. It was were we were we down by one or was it tied? I think we were down by one. I can't remember. But we were either down one or tied, and it was like okay. No, we were tied. We were tied because think, we went yeah, up by think, two. Yeah, yeah. And then so it was, it was kind of a question of you know it's a new team. Who's going to be the guy that gets the last shot? And in this case, it was Miles Kelly. Nice take to the rim, and finish strong. So it was a tough sleep watching watching the replay like when you go watched it and you know we watched it live it was kind of like a bang bang play but you slow down on the replay like he's coming from a tough angle and he banked that thing in and that was nice so yeah, good so, win yeah, good, good to get that win start 2 and 0 which we, it seems like we always have like an early early season trip up of a game we shouldn't lose um yeah. so that was it was good to see and also yeah i mean it was just First game ever at Georgia State, so it's nice to beat them. And it, it's nice to see that this year we're we've got a lot of guys playing. Like in the past, I feel like we've had like seven men or seven, yeah. And they're playing like forty minutes a game, and it's just not sustainable. So hopefully this year we have a little bit of depth, and if someone gets hurt, we can you know adapt. Um, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, the next game was against NIU. Uh, those are the same guys that made me and Chase chug an entire fifth of whiskey for the uh, football game two years ago. So it was a revenge game. Uh, NIU, not known for basketball, not known for things since Dave Duran left. Uh, handled business, so, you know, roll on with it. I mean, kind of, I think similar, not similar, super similar, but a little similar with the thought we started off a little sluggish uh but then ended up winning pretty comfortably and then uh we we're in a tournament right now fort myers right right yep and we played yeah got got off against niu a little slow like you said finished finished them off pretty strong like we were supposed to and then yeah fort myers tip off now we're starting to get into some some real opponents um utah's like above us in the Ken, Ken Palm rankings by about 20 or so, I think. And just really started off slow, but fought back and actually t- took the lead in the second half. We were, I mean, yeah, we, we, were did. Down, we were down a lot early. We, don't, we were down 11 going in the second half. Uh, speaking of being down, we need to down some of this drink. Another one. All right. <laughs> we're back. We're back in the pod and back in the beers, baby. We're back. Yeah, but like you said, yeah, we went down and then fought back hard. Um, I know uh, – shoot, who's our starting point guard? Um, Smith? Yeah, Smith played a pretty good game, actually. I think he, he struggled a little bit more against, like, Southern – or State. My bad. <laughs> uh, all you State fans, it's State, not Southern. Southern, not State. We're the real GSU. <laughs> Sorry about it. Don't care. You're both actually, lame. I do care. Because Jared, I know Jared Johnson listens to this podcast. 
Uh, sorry, Jared. I don't mean to mix up the two. Um, <laughs> but he played a pretty good game. Um, besides that, you know, some stats. Uh, we didn't shoot well, and we kind of live and die by the shot, right? Yeah, uh, we certainly did. And I pulled the stats on this one. 34.8% from the field, which e. is already terrible. And then from deep, 21.7%. So we, it was just brick city. That's some Brian Gregory type numbers right there, baby. Yeah. Woof. So Woof. it seems like we're going to live and die this year by our shooters because yeah. we don't really have production from the bigs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We were going to talk about how Rodney Howard, dude, I thought like, was it a year ago? I, I really thought he was, now a year ago, we were still on the kind of, where a lot of stuff ran through, but I feel like a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, he had developed some from his days from when he transferred from UGA. He was pretty raw when he first came here, but this seems like a regression. And I'm not talking about the mathematical equation here. All right. I'm, Kind of sucks. Yeah. So the transfer, so the transfer from South Alabama, Javon Franklin's come in and just eating up his minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing Rodney Howard's eating is hoagies because he's not eating on the boards. It's uh, it's no bueno. <laughs> Long season, but lot, yeah, yeah, it's not not looking good for our post game. Yeah, but I mean, in all honesty, uh. Three and one, it's a good start. Um, we'll have some more round ball updates. Uh, we'll continue this up. As Chase said, we're going to look to get more pods out. Um, so we'll be a little bit more consistent with that. Uh, Chase, I mean, that pretty much brings us up to date. Uh, we have the dogs uh, post-Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Uh, we'll be back and give everybody the hottest, latest, juiciest, information on the jackets as we come out of coaching search 2022 yep yeah we got a lot a lot of things to be excited about yeah we'll recap on the coaching search obviously the end of the season with the georgia game more round ball updates and maybe even start looking ahead to some baseball preview yeah beesball oh mark to has made sure old danny hall's still here and uh Hopefully we do something other than go to the regional and lose. Uh, and hopefully I don't make an ass out of myself at Brookhaven pub, flicking off all the Tennessee fans into the ninth inning this year. So here's, here's to you, Danny. Hopefully this is Danny's last year with the, with the jacket. Yeah. He just retired, retired with grace. He's a great legend like Paul. Uh, so we'll, we'll say this folks. Thanks for tuning in. The jackets are back. More importantly, drinking with the jackets is back. For your two hosts, I'm I'm the Memphis Magi. This is Wasty Randolph signing off. Cheers, folks.